jails, brothers and sisters! Time now for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Time now to go to Ann Arbor, Michigan, home of the Michigan Wolverines. Go Blue! Let's talk to a fellow Detroit Tigers and baseball fan, and also a fellow Ginger. He's one of the few, the proud, afraid of the sun like all of us. He's Justin Charlton. Hi, Justin. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Jeff? Yeah, we are, we're in good company. That is one incredible, long, flowing mane of a ginger beard you've got going there. Well done. Yeah, you know, at first I didn't like the beard, but uh, uh, then it grew on me. Literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to put any pictures up, but in my 20s, which does seem like a long time ago, I once decided to grow my hair long, and it was long. And I thought, you know, I was always made fun of being a ginge, right? And I get it. And at some point, I just kind of embraced it. I thought, you know what? If you've got it, flaunt it. They're either they're going to hate it whether it's short or long. But if they like it, they might really like it. So I grew it long. Then I had to get a job in radio, and I kind of cut it to kind of get a job. And but I'm still a rocker on the inside. All right, I'm still got the flowing mane in my head. It might be gray now, but whatever. Anyway, have you, the long ginger look—it's a good look. Well, thank you, sir. And I think I speak on behalf of all your listeners when I uh, think you know you, we absolutely need that photo posted online um yeah i don't think you can come on here and tease us like that and you know not show us the proof um i have photo i have one that I, it's a black and white photo that's the only problem it's a great <laughs> one and i knew someone was taking a picture of it and so at the last second i pretended to pick my nose which is really really cool for a 22 23 year old but anyway now no one's gonna believe that i was pretending can we talk pinball, Justin? This has really gone off track here. I'm really screwing up my cred that I've never had. Anyway, so a uh, lot of pinball in Michigan. My goodness, that is a super state, too. And you're kind of a guy just getting into it, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah. You know, I've been playing for, you know, three or four years now, but I've really caught the uh, the pinball addiction within the last uh, year or two. My collection has doubled in the last year, and I think now I'm getting to the point where I'm going to start pursuing competitions. I mean, look at the addiction. You've already started a few pins. Now you've doubled it. What do you got, about six now? Yep, I've got six. Um, I just picked up a um, Gottlieb Dragon, which it's in really good shape, and I've been playing that, like, all day. What else do you got? Um, I've also got a um, Charlie's Angels Gottlieb from the same year, and then I've got a, uh, I just picked up a Chicago Coin Superstar EM. Oh, wow, you like the older games. I do, I do. I feel like I'm actually playing a piece of history when I'm playing it, I feel I like to pretend, you know, like I'm back in time or I just like to think about all the people that have played that machine throughout the years. I think that's my biggest draw to pinball is the real nostalgic element to it. Yeah, there's not too many other things out there that are you can still engage with that it's from that time period. What else do you have in your collection? I, uh, I've got a Williams Slugfest, which is probably the best pitch and bat game of all time. It's always been a dream to own that. And then one day I found one on eBay for... Much lower than all the other ones, and it was only like a two-hour drive from my house, so I didn't really have the money, but I bought it anyways, and I, uh, yeah, I love it. I've spent so much time on that. Hey, Justin, I know a few operators that put those things out there, and they do very, very well. Yeah, I've, I've got that, and I think about putting that on location, and I've also got a uh, Gottlieb Strikes and Spares, which 
Um, it's in beautiful condition, and it's one of those games that if you got a couple people with you, it's so much fun. You know, you do regulation. They've got like a like a flash where the score flashes, and you got to land it on the highest score to get it. I know it. It's a great game. Those are the bigger balls, too, right? Yeah, they're much larger than the standard. Um, the flipper bat has been reinforced too to you know support that extra weight. My friend Pete Nichols, just outside of Toronto, has one, and it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. In fact, as I'm talking to you about that slugfest, when people come over to play and he's got a huge, huge collection, that's one of their go-to games. Oh, absolutely. Um, I only have six tables, and I feel like two novelty pins in that collection is probably too much for the small collection, but every time I talk about getting rid of either of those two, everyone tries to talk me out of it. It's those two uh, pins probably get the most play out of my entire collection, for sure. Well, for the uniqueness alone, those are neat pins to have. And we can see some of the popular titles everywhere, but you've got a couple there, and more than a couple, that are absolutely fantastic. If they are working, I say keep them. Oh, absolutely. They're all in great shape. Um, both of them are in really good condition as far as, you know, play field and artwork and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those ones uh, people have never seen them before, and I... Uh, they come in and they're just blown away. They thought they've seen it all and then they've seen those and yeah, they're really impressed by them. So I would either have to, you know, expand my pinball collection space or potentially get rid of one of them. I just, I can't justify having two novelty pins, but I know when the day comes down to getting rid of either of them, it's going to be a tough choice. Don't get rid of them. Put one on location. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's such a good idea. Some people shy away from some of the older games, Justin, because of fear of fixing them. Sometimes they're a little more difficult to find some of the errors, right? You don't have the menus to kind of walk you through, and you, it's a lot of trial and error. Listen to me talking like I know how to fix a machine. But, <laughs> you know, you're in Michigan there, and one of the greatest for fixing those things is somebody you know very well, and you've been to his VFW compound, if you will, Clay Harrow. You've been to his place. Absolutely. His VFW is... To my knowledge, the greatest collection of pinball tables of all time. Um, that being with the sheer number of tables and the quality that they're in. Um, every single machine is at just the best condition you could ever imagine. And well, last time I was there, there was well over 350, probably pushing 400. He's got the one main building just completely every corner is just full. Every square inch of that building is completely full of pinball machines. And then he's got two or three other buildings. He calls them annexes, and they've got kind of niches of the pinball collections. He's got one building that's mostly Zachariah, which I'm not sure, but I believe it's probably the largest Zachariah collection in America. This side of Italy, for sure. And then, yeah, he's got that annex that's all EMs, too, which is great. I was there last year, and you're right. 350 machines last year probably has grown since then. And some of the members have told me how he has expanded and expanded, and uh, not to mention his videos online that a lot of people use to fix machines, too. So a lot of great pinball in Michigan. You've been to Pinball at the Zoo, run by Phil and Alex Harmon. You've been to uh, the Michigan Expo when that was on as well, too. And Andy Rosa is certainly a big name in Michigan. He's got a lot of tournaments going on. It's amazing that, you know, everyone talks about Washington State and definitely New York State having a lot of pinball, Illinois, definitely Pennsylvania. But Michigan, just like Texas, Michigan has a ton of pinball. Yeah, we're we're really lucky because we've got some of the greatest pinball mechanics, pinball restoration people. We've got some of the best people in America that repair these games. So we've got some of the best pinball machines um, for condition-wise. 
you could ever ask to find for sale all the time in Michigan. We have a, a pin side thread just for, you know, pinball machines for sale in Michigan, and it's constantly being um, watched by, you know, people from Canada, people from Pennsylvania, and, uh, you know, it's not even, you know, just Michiganders. It's people from all over the U.S. coming to Michigan to get these machines in great shape. Michigan's tournament scene isn't as big as I would like. Not as big as I would expect either, but I really think the the pinball scene in Michigan, it really lies on that restoration scene. We've got Clay, obviously, and then we've got handfuls of other people that do, you know, anywhere from bat glass restoration to play field restoration. We've got people that do, we got some of the best modders for the new tables. We've got some of those in Michigan. Yeah, it's. It, I'm really lucky. I feel to live in here. Uh, if I didn't live in Michigan, you know, obviously I'd want to live in Chicago or maybe the West Coast. But yeah, I feel really lucky to live in Michigan and be into pinball. I know you and your mom made a trip to Toronto and you saw the uh, Tigers play the Blue Jays Canada Day weekend. And I know you've been to a bunch of different ballparks too. You and I have that in common, being big baseball honks as well too. But um, you got to play in some of the locations here, Cabin Fever, Tilt. What'd you find when you came to Toronto as far as pinball? Oh, it was great. Um, I got really lucky. The day I discovered Tilt, it was their free play day, and so I played a lot of pinball. The next day, I went to Cabin Fever and got really lucky, and it was free play there as well. So I, I was there for most of the day. I love this scene. Uh, I actually discovered random pinball machines out and about just walking throughout the city. You know, you walk by like a bar or restaurant. and Oh, good. I was worried it was somebody's house. You just open the door. We don't usually <laughs> lock our doors. No, it's Canada. People just invited me in. It was great. <laughs> and, and free play, too. Free health care, free pinball. Yeah, we've got it all. Right. Absolutely. It was great. Um, I actually had to drag my mom back to America. She did not want to leave. <laughs> she was just in love with that country. She okay. uh, she really loved the hospitality and the pinball. Do you know what amazes me? And I was just recently in Buffalo, and I go to Detroit, and I go to Port Huron, Michigan. I go to those places quite a bit, to Embrew as well in Ferndale, Michigan. It amazes me people that live so close to the border, Niagara Falls, for example, and have never made it across to Canada. If I lived on a border city and looking at the states, I'd be like, I've got to go check it out. It blows me away just for the simple cost of getting a passport. Yeah, you know, Jeff, uh, I'm, I have to confess, I've lived, you know, within uh, an hour drive of Canada my entire 29 year old life, and that was my first trip over there as an adult. But not your last? No, definitely not. My father was born in Canada, and he immigrated here in the 60s. Uh, he's still a Canadian citizen, actually. So it is kind of embarrassing for me to say that I just now finally got over there. But I'll tell you what, it felt really good, and I'm already planning my, my next three trips back. It was a blast. This is before you were born, but a lot of people used to visit, especially right before a draft for Vietnam, too. It was a very, very popular place. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I think they've made that law where Americans can't drink in Canada anymore unless they're 21. Because I know uh, a lot what? of my family members, yeah, I think that's a recent law. Because I know no one no one goes over there as much as they used to. Wait a second. I, I live here. First of all, I haven't been 19 or 21 in a few years. But <laughs> I, are you kidding? When I was... 19 and going to places in Windsor like Bentley's. It was just near the University of Windsor. It was loaded with Americans, you know, flashing their American greenbacks and our stupid, funny Canadian money. And they were all between the ages of 19 and 21, I'll tell you that. So I don't know about that rule. I don't think that. I've never heard that. 
Yeah, I believe it's pretty recent because it's always been like a rite of passage for Americans to go, especially Michiganders, to go to Canada and, you know, drink legally. And uh, by the time I got to be 1920, everyone told me I wasn't able to do that. So maybe they were just pulling the wool over my eyes and I never really looked into it and I just missed out on that opportunity. But uh, that's what I've been told. I think someone is pulling the wool over your head. Oh, no. <laughs> I missed out on that opportunity. Well, that's all right. You can catch up. Yeah, I can catch up. <laughs> You've done other pinball traveling as well, too. You went to the Budapest Pinball Museum in Europe. That's amazing. Yeah, that was something I'll never forget. Um, I was really lucky, and I was able to make a trip over to Europe. I went to 16 countries in six weeks. And while I was in Budapest, it was raining. It was awful weather. So I was on TripAdvisor just looking for museums or just indoor fun. And at the very bottom of a list of 50 things to do, there was the Budapest Pinball Museum. And I about dropped my phone. I couldn't believe it. Um, I couldn't believe I wasn't already aware of it. So I ended up going there and spent the whole day there. I was there for about 10 and a half hours, and I absolutely had the time of my life. It was so much fun. I got to play pinball machines that I would never thought I'd have the chance to play, like some rare, obscure Europeans. I got to play sexy girls. I never thought I'd ever be able to play that. Um, it's almost kind of like a myth. You hear more, you hear so much about that, but you never really ever get to see it. So it was really cool. I'm so glad I accidentally found it. So you've played in Toronto, you've played in Budapest. It's starting to get, that bug is starting to get you, isn't it? Yeah. I, I travel a lot within America, whether it be for baseball or to go see concerts. And it's uh, quickly becoming one of those things that um, right before I go, I always do a Google search of pinball. And then someone just showed me the pinball map app on my phone. And that's just been, that's been really, really nice to have, especially while traveling. Oh, yeah, um, one of right. my other favorite places to play is in St. Louis. St. Louis has got a great pinball scene, um, especially the Silver Ballroom. It's kind of like a punk rock pinball bar. It's, it's always a lot of fun. I've been there three or four times now, and, yeah, I always have a blast. So I always look forward to going back there. No shortage of pinball around, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's a resurgence. Uh, you really can't argue that it's making a comeback. I love telling people, coworkers and people that, you know, I go out and buy pinball machines or I go out and travel to play them. And, you know, I never get tired of hearing it. They're always like, what? Pinball? I remember that. I haven't heard of that in years. We all get that, especially when I cross the border. Like, you're going to the pinball tournament? What's that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I love telling people that it's still alive. You know, it's still out there. And, you know, almost 90% of the time after I say that, the next words out of their mouth is, where can I go play? That's true. I, and I have to give them my address, and then we have a dinner date, and it becomes a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned I've been to Ferndale for Embrew, the great pins that they have there. You're in Ann Arbor, so you must go up to Brighton. There's a lot of pinball action there as well. Absolutely. There's a location there called The Arcade, and it's got about 20 to 25 pinball machines set on free play. You pay uh, a 15 to $10 cover charge. Um, to get in, and then they've got all the pinball, and they've got just about every retro video game in the original cabinet that you could ever ask for. In addition, they've also got the new futuristic games. Um, they've got a bank of six Mario Karts all set up, so you can play with a bunch of people. They've got the new futuristic shooters where you sit in the motorized chair and you feel like you're flying around as you're shooting, you know, dragons or whatever in the sky. And yeah, it's got something for everyone. Doesn't matter the age. 
Um, I took my mom, and she had a blast playing all the old uh, video games, and then she spent hours playing the pinball. I had I had to drag her out of there. She did not want to go. It's it's always a really good time there. Well, Justin, you reached out to me on pinballprofile at gmail.com, told me your story. I thought it was fascinating. wanted to get a hold of you for sure for this. And you and I have something in common. I thought about doing Pinball Profile after my experience at my first ever PAPA headquarters event. I think it was PAPA 18, 19, 18, let's say. And I'm with my buddy. I've said the story before. Let's go get something to eat. I'll go once I play my game after that guy. And that guy was Lyman Sheets, who I didn't know visually. I knew what he had done from a programming standpoint. I had no idea who he was. You also, not only are you a pinball player, not only a Detroit Tigers fan and a ginger, you also had no idea who Lyman Sheets was. How was that your experience? What happened to you with that? Well, I have a, my best friend was into pinball, and he talked me into going to the Michigan Pinball Expo. So I wasn't really sure what to expect, so I went, and within the first 10 minutes, I realized there was something big in my life now. I realized that I had a new addiction, and I was playing pinball, and went to go start up a game, and I honestly, I can't even remember what machine it was. Went to go start it up as the same time as a random other fellow went to go start the same game, and we both kind of had like that awkward, you know, oh, okay, do you want to play it? Do you want to play it? And then he suggested that we both play. So I started playing with him, and yeah, needless to say, he beat me really bad, and after finishing up the round, I walked away, never really thought anything of it, didn't really even get his name. And as I was walking away, my best friend was walking up, and he looked like he'd just seen a ghost. And he came up to me and was like, what was that? And I was like, oh, I just played a, played a game with that guy. And he goes, do you know who that is? I go, no. Because that's the Lyman Sheets. And I go, wow, that's a funny name. That's the, that's the guy in pinball when it comes to programming. And I go, oh, okay. So then later that night, I go home and I watch the documentary Special and Lit, because at that point, all I could think about was pinball. So I'm watching this documentary, and they do a, a huge segment just on Lyman. And uh, it wasn't until then I realized that I just played uh, a game with a celebrity before I even knew. So that was pretty cool. I'm looking forward to challenging him to round two now that I know who he is. I'm sure he'll be up for it. He's a great guy, and that's that's very, very funny too. But uh, that's the thing about pinball, going into these competitions. And a lot of people listening to Pinball Profile might just be collectors, and they don't do competitions, but... In pinball competitions, like yourself, Justin, like me, you can play with anybody. And it's it's pretty unique when you get to see some of these people that you see on the videos or the Twitch or some of these championships or the special one lit documentary. Absolutely. Yeah, it's pinball is it's really special because it's such a small community that if you're in it for long enough, you're bound to bump into some of the movers and shakers of the pinball world. It's it's. Uh, you know, I've, I've only been playing pinball for a couple years now, and I'm already being interviewed by the greatest pinball podcaster of all time. I mean, Who? what other hobby could you get that? This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very flattering. How much do I owe you? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. It's, it's all in the house. <laughs> but what you're forgetting about that statement beforehand was that you get to play with the great ones. By playing in these things, you yourself might just become one of the great ones. Right. It happens. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think you see that quite a bit, especially with the big tournaments. Obviously, we've got the greats like Keith Elwin um, winning a lot, but other than him, there's there's it's always kind of up in the air on who's going to win. Um, it's kind of like a it's that's what's so great about pinball is no matter who you're playing against, they could end up with a couple house balls, and you could end up winning even though you're not as good as them. 
it's pinball's got this weird way of kind of leveling the playing field for everyone, but still requiring a, a lot of skill. Justin, I hope to see you at some of these events, and I hope you get to play some of these great players, because even though I've never seen you play, if you're in a great game with Josh Sharp, I'll put five bucks down on you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I would, I could step it up just to beat Josh. I mean, I think I owe that to everyone else in the world. <laughs> Easy money, trust me. <laughs> hey, Justin, all the best. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. I'm Jeff Teolis. Teolis.